0: Welcome to the Bold is Love podcast. This is a place where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, our conversations, and our relationships with as much courage, confidence, and kindness as possible. This is where we talk about how we're taking responsibility for what is on our side of the fence and the parts of our own functioning and our lives and our habits that we need to tidy up and get into better alignment with who we want to be and how we want to move through the world and where we also untangle from old patterns of codependency, overfunctioning, and taking too much responsibility for what's actually other people's stuff. So thank you so much for being here. I'm your host, April Boyd. I'm a social worker, psychotherapist, coach, breathwork facilitator, and I want to share with you today a few of the lessons that really came up for me in 2022. Some of those were lessons that, you know, I was kind of working out. Some of those were lessons that I saw that, you know, I've really embodied it and integrated it at this point in my life. And I'm also sharing with you a few of my face plants, a few of the areas and events where I really miss the mark. And I'm sharing all of this with you because one If you've known me for a while, you know, I love the new year time as a really powerful time to check in, to do that year in review and take a look at, you know, where are you right now and how did you get here and what do you need present tense? And for me, part of that is a whole year in review process. I should actually do a separate episode on that. I do it every year with my partner and it's a really amazing experience to both kind of just give a bit of a nod of acknowledgement and a full inventory of, you know, everything we move through, how we navigated that as a couple, our accomplishments and, and again, where we missed the mark, right? Where we could do better. And I think there's just so much power in this, these moments of pause, right? We can get so busy and just really jump ahead to the next thing, the next thing that needs our attention, the next things on our to-do list. But I really believe that there's so much power and value in taking a moment to just step back and look at the whole picture. So for me, when I do that, here's a few of the lessons that have come up for me that I want to share with you here. One, I really learned to trust my instincts. And I feel like I've had, you know, a million lessons on this over the years, but I feel like I'm putting it into practice in a whole new level where my level of self-trust is, you know, on fire these days because I've been through enough things where you know, you, you've you had that inkling or I've had that inkling in my stomach that something was off, but I went ahead with it anyways, right? Or I knew that somebody was not good for me, but I continued to invest in that relationship anyways, right? And we get all of these lessons of, you know, how our own system speaks to us, how our body speaks to us, how our intuition speaks to us to, you know, let us know what's good for us and what's not, if we're on track with who we really are and when we're not. But, you know, when I look back over the year, past year, one of the things I really notice is I'm putting that into action much faster than I used to. And so, you know, an example of that is, you know, I meet a new potential friend, a new potential acquaintance, and then I see those red flags pop up that, you know, show me that this relationship is not going to be good for me. In the past, the old April might have continued to hang out with that person because, you know, they're connected to my partner circle or because, you know, they have other really redeeming and wonderful qualities. And April these days, really, I know what I know. (laughs) I know what I know. And so as soon as I see those red flags where I know that something is off for me in that relationship, that this is not going to be a dynamic where, I'm supported, where it's safe to be fully myself, where we have similar values or ethics, I'm out. And, you know, part of that has also been really learning to trust my own instincts in where I'm putting my time and energy, what work projects I'm taking on. And and this really ties into, you know, the next one that I want to talk about, which is one thing I've really been obsessed with, and you've maybe picked up on it on previous podcast episodes, is the concept of energy management, not just time management. And I think that this lesson really integrated for me this year, where I became much more respectful and aware that it's not just our calendar, right, that weighs on us and and takes up our, our life force, it's the energy of how much goes into those few hours as well, right? So if I go out for dinner with somebody that might just be like four hours of my time, but if it's been, you know, an interaction that doesn't feel good, if it's been a hard conversation, if it's been, you know, a a social connection that I don't totally jive with, there's going to be an energy requirement that comes after as I'm processing what has happened, as I'm trying to make sense of, you know, some of the dynamics there as you know, and some people call this overthinking. I don't necessarily think it is. I think it can cross over to a point where you know, we're going over the same material over and over again, but I think there's such value and also an escapability of, you know, doing that reflection time. If you're somebody that likes to move through the world in a self-aware and conscious way, it takes time and energy to process the events, to process what emotions came up for you, to process, you know, the triggers, to process what part of this was me and my stuff and what part of that was them. And all of that is not just time, it is energy. So I've definitely changed how I look at my calendar, how I plan my day, how I move through my schedule and my week with a lot of healthy acknowledgement that we're not just tracking hours, I'm paying attention to where is my energy level and how is it impacted by everything that's on my calendar because none of those things are neutral. The next thing that I want to offer as a lesson learned, and this is a big one and it's not new for me. This lesson is that life is fleeting. As you maybe know, uh, my father had passed away this past summer and it was sudden and unexpected. And again, I feel like life just continues to put this lesson on the table for me that we can't take for granted our time here, our relationships here, our life here. And after the loss of my daughter, uh, which was in 2014, I I became very acutely aware of my own mortality and everybody else's mortality and the fragility of that, you know, really around that time. And and it changed the way I moved through my life in a lot of ways. And one of the ways was this, I really filtered things through all my decisions and actions based on what I have regrets about this. So even before my father passed, one of the last times I saw him, we had a hard conversation. And I remember during that conversation thinking to myself, if this was the last time I saw my father, would I be okay with continuing with how this is going, right? Would I be okay with what I'm bringing into the room here? And the answer for me was yes. And I'm so grateful that I had that thought, because otherwise that could potentially be something you know that weighs on me now. And instead, it was aligned action, right? I was choosing to have this conversation, not just out of reactivity, but out of a clear decision to move in a certain direction with him. And this idea that life is fleeting, It's just the basic truth of it, isn't it? So I want to encourage you to just check in. What would you regret not doing if somehow your time was up much sooner than we could have ever anticipated or the people around you, their time was up for some unexpected reason? Are there conversations that you would regret not having? Is there action that you would regret not taking? This life is brief at the best of times, and none of us really know how much of it we're working with, right? It's these strange uh, realities that hit my system in these times when I lose people I care about, and I'm confronted with this really big, universal truth. None of us know how long we're here for. So, well, that can be dark and heavy. <laughs> uh, Candy Chang, Chang has this uh, TED talk that I really love where she talks about how thinking about death clarifies your life, right? It can be dark and it's heavy, but man, is it ever a beam of light? shining truth on so many things? Are you living how you want to live? Are you with the people that mean the most to you? What would you regret not doing? The next lesson that I really took out of 2022 is our environment matters. We can't outperform our environment. We can't override that. And, and I think that this is important to recognize because it's so personal and yet political at the same time. Right. And on the personal level, if you're in a situation, whether that's a toxic workplace, a bad relationship, a neighborhood where you don't feel safe, right. If you're in these kinds of settings, hanging out with, let's say, friends you've been friends with for a really long time, but you, they don't actually support you in the life you're trying to build, right? When you're in all of these kinds of environments, there's a really big cost for the system. When we circle back to this idea of energy, not just time, these environments that don't support the life that you're trying to live hold us back. That's just the basic truth of it. And, you know, at one point I was living in an environment where I was surrounded by people that some of those people were amazing and fantastic. And some of those people really were not in line with my values, were not good for me, but I really couldn't get out of those relationships because of lots of different reasons. Location being one of them. And I just really experienced and took in this lesson at such a deep and profound way that our environment matters. So, if there's a move that you need to make, if there's a relationship that you need to reevaluate, if there's a workplace that you need to possibly step out of to protect your own emotional well being, things like, you know, when I look at my own self, Since moving to where I am now, the amount of lightness that I experience is like off the charts. And of course that correlates to things like my creativity, my passion for my work, the things I'm, you know, creating and putting out there into the world. I didn't have the energy to do that when I was in an environment that took a lot of brain space and really didn't support or connect with who I am, right? Or what I want to be about. So just check in. Where are you spending time? Who are you spending time with? And what needs to shift? We all need to feel like we belong. It's a basic human need. We need to feel like it's safe to be who you are. And if you're in a situation where you're having to dim that down, hide parts of yourself, right? And of course, this all connects to, you know, issues of privilege and oppression, right? If you're in an environment where it's not okay to be the sexuality that you are, to be the gender that you identify with, if you're facing issues of, you know, racialized oppression, all of that has such weight, right? We're not working with an even playing field. Environment matters. And if you're having to combat, You know, so many messages to your system that somehow say that you're not okay, that you're not enough, that you're not right the way that you are, that is such a huge amount of emotional and energetic bandwidth that it takes to process that and manage it. So we obviously don't have control over our full environment and the full political landscape around us and the people who benefit, you know, from oppression and those kinds of dynamics, but check in on where and how you can shift things in your own environment that match the life that you're trying to build for yourself on a very practical level, that's, you know, one of my goals this week is to actually like shift around my office a bit because it all matters. It is like we are in a reciprocal relationship with everything that we have contact with. So when I'm in a room that feels like it has clutter, that, you know, feels like it's like not laid out in the best possible way, there's an energy drain that happens with that. Right? Because think about it as like flow. If your energy is just free to flow, oh, the momentum just gets to build and build and build and build. When you're in an environment or a situation where things are off, where things, you know, whether that's practical things like, you know, I've got these big poster boards in my office and, you know, there's cushions from the patio. set that's outside my door in here because of the rain, right? When there's just these things that kind of shouldn't be there and start to be off, right? It's just things that are off. It's like catches on your energy. You know, when you like catch your nail on like a piece of your fabric on your sweater that you're wearing, right? And for just that moment, there's like that tug. It's like that, but for our energy. So where we can, we want to just keep things light tidy, easy. And I think what most of us do, what we're often kind of conditioned to do, is to conclude that the problem is just us. Right? So if I'm in, and I've certainly been guilty of this, I remember working in an incredibly toxic, it was so dysfunctional. I could write a whole book about this. I won't, (laughs) but I could write a whole book about this situation because it was so messed up. And, you know, this workplace where it had all of these dynamics that none of them initially were like 10 out of 10 bad, right? None of it initially was like absolutely unbearable, but there was a lot of stuff that was happening that was like weird and confusing or frustrating or just off. And I did what I think most of us did. Which is that I really looked at how can I make this better? What do I need to change about how I'm doing things that will make this flow easier? Right? Maybe I'm being to insert whatever possible self criticism, you know, that we can come up with into that space. Right? If I can somehow just adapt, be more flexible, be more whatever it is that they seem to want of us, right? Then maybe this can work. And well, it's good to do that check-in, right? That kind of once over of like, hmm, is there something here that would benefit me to change or adapt, right? Is there a part of me that's being called to grow or evolve here? But the question is, is it calling you to grow in a way that feels good, in a way that you actually want to grow? Or are you just getting the message that it's not okay to be who you are? So there was like a thousand things that were super dysfunctional in this environment. But just like one of the like smallest examples was I used to go for walks on my lunch break and really my boss let me know that that was not actually the proper thing to do. I should be, you know, socializing with my colleagues during that time. And while of course there's benefit to like socializing with my colleagues as an introvert who's in conversation with people all day, right? Cause that's the work that I do as a therapist and coach. And I love that work so much. But one of the things that, you know, I really value is like going for a walk just to like refresh my own mental screen, <laughs> right? Just to kind of restore my own social battery so that I can come back into the day and do some really great work with some really great clients. And instead, you know, my boss basically was giving me the message that it's not really okay that I am who I am. That is messed up, <laughs> right? It's one thing to say you know, you're not connecting with these group of people at all. And that's a problem. But like I was connecting with them. I was like investing time in those relationships. What I wasn't doing is being exactly like how my boss wanted me to be in every given moment. That's not supportive, right? That's not leadership. That's dominance and fear mongering, right? And this is what I want you to think about just for a moment. What if we said that the problem is not you, that the goal is not that you need to contort yourself better, shape-shift better, change who you are. What if you just need an environment that supports you in a better way? So that is what I would love for you to think about today. Oh yeah. And I was going to share my face plants, but I think I'm going to leave it as It's just this for today and I will do that as another time because I feel like this is a lot to think through and to digest. And as you're doing that, what were your lessons learned? Maybe take a moment to get out a piece of paper and a journal when it's safe for you to do that and just write out. What did you learn this last year? What lessons are you taking with you? I would love to hear your answers. Feel free to email me or message me. I'm on Instagram at with love April and I will see you next time. Take care.